Hello and welcome to the Rolling with Old Cars podcast brought to you by the Old Cars Weekly magazine editors. We're celebrating 50 years in the hobby this year. My name is Brian Ernest. Welcome to the podcast. Today we're going to talk to one of our other editors, the man behind the curtain, Mike Eppinger. Uh, Mike does a lot of the heavy lifting behind the scenes. He does all of our website work and does a lot of design work on the magazine. And uh, we're going to talk to Mike a little bit about his do-it-yourself efforts in his home garage, which probably a lot of folks can relate to. Uh, and we're going to see what Mike's been up to the last couple of years and the highs and lows. Mike, thanks for joining us. Now you're working on a Camaro. Tell us uh, how long you've been working on it and kind of the nickel version of what your, what your uh, end goal is here. Uh, yeah, it's been a long-term project. <laughs> thanks for asking. Yeah, this is a little longer than I would care to actually say. Uh, <laughs> but the, the Camaro, it's a 69 Camaro. Uh, I originally purchased it. Uh, it was uh, an ex-drag car. Uh, it was a stock. It was a V8, that, the wonderful 307 in it. So I decided time to make it my own. So I, I'm going the resto mod route. And this is actually... Uh, kind of resto 2.0 because you had lost a car that you had started on previously. I hate to dredge up bad memories, but what what was the deal here? Why'd you have to start over with a different car? Oh, you had to bring that up. Yeah, I originally had owned a 2001 uh, Pontiac Trans Am. Loved the car. Absolutely loved it. I ended up having a house fire in the garage and lost the car and kind of missed it. And I decided at one point, I'm like, you know what? Kind of missed that. I have my 69. I love my 69 Camaro. I'm going to put the two together. We're going to merge the world. So uh, I've been retrofitting uh, the actual full interior. I, I purchased a, a donor car. And uh, basically, I'm making a fourth gen into a first gen at this point, with complete with an LS motor and uh four speed well automatic four speed sorry about that <laughs> now you're i should preface all this by saying mike's one of these guys that pretty much is willing to tackle anything from washing machines to uh arcade games and anything with <laughs> wheels so mike's you're not farming much out here you're pretty much you're pretty much taking this thing a to z what are you not going to tackle yourself with this camaro uh, but the only thing I haven't tackled so far is I decided, well, I would like to get it done. I actually ordered some some seat covers. But beyond that, A to, a to Z, you are correct. <laughs> Transmission, engine, paint, bodywork, suspension, you name it. it. It's more of, to me, it's more of the, uh, the uh, process. I, 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 it's interesting to me to actually get in there and work with your hands and to learn something. Might not always be right, but you will learn in the end. <laughs> um now you've you've obviously like a lot of guys and mike's just doing this at home in his garage in his spare time a lot of times in the cold uh because we're coming to you from wisconsin and it's it's not warm out in the garage tools are not warm out in the garage in the winter time even if you've got some space heaters and turn all your lights on and try to get it warm unless you have a, a heating system in your building you're, you're going to be cold working outside and i know you've worked in the cold for hours and hours um you've kind of got an interesting setup now where you actually, you, you kind of jerry-rigged a, a, I guess, paint booth, dust booth and stuff together just to kind of make it, uh, you know, keep, keep from overwhelming your garage here. How have you kind of uh, come up with something from scratch there that kind of serves as a, 
it just keeps you, it keeps the dust and stuff from getting all over your garage, I guess. And you're eventually going to use it as a paint booth too, right? Uh, correct. Yeah. It, it, it was kind of a necessity thing. And I'm also very frugal to put it mildly. Uh, it's amazing what you can do with some four mil plastic and, and a bunch of inch and a half, inch and a quarter PVC. Uh, it, it's relatively inexpensive. And I, I first started working on the car and found out if you have an attached garage to your house working on cars, it, it's not necessarily the best situation. So you are correct. Uh, the first go around right now is uh, basically set up just to keep the mess down. Uh, eventually, uh, I'll probably convert it. It's nice because with the PVC, you can make it modular, make it as big as you want or as small as you want. Uh, you know, I've done some research. Hopefully it works <laughs> with some airflow, trying to make a positive airflow system with, with PVC pipes and, and plastic. It, it will be a challenge. I, I will give it that. Hopefully by the end of the summer, I, I, I will have that challenge complete. <laughs> give, give us an idea of uh, what are some of the biggest challenges you faced here? What uh, either logistics, uh, working on just working on a project of this scope at home all the time or, or with the car itself, what has been the toughest challenges to overcome and, and what do you got left to work on yet? Uh, you can break that down in a couple ways. Uh, the first challenge of course is financially, uh, as everyone knows, uh, rebuilding and, and restoring a car is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> it does tend to draw a lot of your resources. Uh, the second, of course, everyone would know this, is time uh, with family. It, it's always difficult. and It, it seems like you know, there's always something going on. And the third is keeping your focus. Uh, I've, I've fall prey to this. If you don't stick with a game plan and just put your foot in the sand and say, this is what I'm going to do, it will never, ever take on shape. And you'll be just spending money where you don't need to be spending money. And it, it just, <laughs> you got to keep focused. I, I think those are the three biggest points. Did you map out everything ahead of time? Did you, were you one of these guys that scribbled it on a napkin on the kitchen table? Did you, did well, you come up with an outline of everything that you wanted to get done and, and, and the, the steps that you were going to try to stick to at the very beginning? Or <laughs> you had to make it up as you got, have gone along? Always best intentions. <laughs> I started out, of course, you, you figure, wow, well, I'm just going to, like everybody else, I'm just going to make it look nice, keep it running. I, I originally purchased the car. It had a 327 in it. Uh, it was it was nice. It, it ran. It was a little rough. Uh, I Like I said, it was a drag car, so... <laughs> It was set up for a drag car, 456 uh, gears in back. It, it, it had a, a 400 in it. On the street, it was a little rough driving. And, and I had originally figured I was just going to spruce it up, make it a little drivable. But you know, one thing leads to another. You end up taking stuff apart. And before you know it, you have a car in Ziploc bags. Uh, that went on for a while. Uh, you know, life got in the way like everyone else can pretty much attest to. And at one point after, you know, I lost my Trans Am and a couple of years went by and I'm like, you know what, this is going to be the vision. And at that point, it's like, this is what it's going to be right or wrong. You got to make it. So that's kind of how I went. It, and from there in your mind, I never really put it on paper, but in my mind, I knew what I wanted. 
I'd done a lot of work on the Trans Am, so I knew the ins and outs, what worked, what didn't, what I wanted from it, what I wanted to keep the same from the 69, and just kind of went from there. Uh, little bits and pieces, uh, working stuff, and that's basically how I went about it. I don't know, like I said, I don't know if it's necessarily the correct way, but that's the way I went with it. What about... If and this is a whole big can of worms, but if you had to give nickel version of some advice for anybody who's not just tackling a Camaro, but any, any car project at home, who maybe hasn't first time or rookie, uh, any quick words of advice for anybody, um, do's and don'ts, I guess you've already touched on stick with a plan. Any other, uh, words of wisdom you want to pass along that you've probably learned the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> Don't learn how to weld fixing a car (laughs) it's trial by fire uh but you do it's a great thing to learn but if you have the opportunity uh right off the bat buy a welder and start playing with it uh i would say that's the number one uh your welder is number one number two you'll learn your grinder is your best friend And number three, I finally uh, sucked it up and decided to uh, pull the plug on this one. Invest in a decent compressor and get a a media blasting cabinet. It'll make your life a lot easier and you'll pull less hair out. (laughs) (laughs) Those are my suggestions. At least you have a friend who has one. (laughs) That too. (laughs) Well, terrific, Mike. Uh, I, I know you're busy with your real job today, so and I'm going to keep you. But uh, I hope you don't mind. We're going to we're going to check in with you as you as you go along here, and hopefully our listeners uh, can can kind of commiserate and relate to some of the things you're going through, and maybe if they haven't tried it themselves, get a little inspiration uh, and maybe uh, some help from you th- through the podcast along the way. Um, so, so thanks for joining us, and I hope you don't mind if we bother you some more. So that's going to do it for this round of the uh, Rolling with Old Cars podcast. So again, I want to remind everybody to check us out, uh, Old Cars Magazine on Twitter or uh, oldcarsweekly.com on the web. Check out our social media outlets. Uh, we invite you to sign up for our e-newsletter. And if you haven't subscribed to Old Cars, hey, what are you waiting for? Uh, you can find out uh, our best subscription offers right online at oldcarsweekly.com. So thanks again, Mike. Uh, We'll be checking again with you soon, so get back to your day job. Thank you. Nice talking with you. All right, and everybody, we will see you again next time on the Rolling with Old Cars podcast. Thank you.